0: storm he's in the as we walk through where two or three are gathered in his name you'll be there too when you feel so all alone he is standing next to you he's with us now our Lord, is in the midst. As you travel down last road, he is with you everywhere. With every step you take, he's walked ahead of you. And every night as you lay down, Angels are camping all around, you'll never be alone, for he is in the midst, he's in the midst of our storm, he's in the valleys we walk through, where two or three are gathered in his name, he'll be there too when you feel so all alone he is standing next to you he's with us now our lord he's in the midst to the prison they were thrown Paul and Silas weren't alone they knew their God shake and all their chains just fell away. They cried, Behold our God, for He is in the midst. He's in the midst of our storms, He's in the valleys we walk through, where two or three are gathered in His name. He'll be there too, when you feel so all alone, He's standing next to you, He's with us now, our Lord, He's in the
1: midst,
0: He's with us now. in version. And we don't have it. <laughs> Alright. So like Brother Steve said, this is a dedication to Brother Aubrey. So while we do the song service, I want everybody to stand in honor of him.
1: Turn to page...
0: If you're able. If you're able, yeah. Turn to page 54 in your Heavenly uh, highway setup. <laughs>
1: If Sharon's hot, there's an issue, (laughs) I'm just saying. Sharon's out here sweating and we got a problem. we Jesus taking over, and we'll our troubles. we our we mm What? Wow. He looked up and held For when he
2: Come up here, Jimmy. I won't let you lead us in prayer. This morning, I asked Jimmy to come up because I want to pray for James. Doris and James are at home, and if many of you know if you're on a prayer chain that, that James doesn't have much longer. Uh, basically, they says that he might make it till Monday. Mondays will be his birthday. And I know it's been hard on them and watching James go down and Doris have to take care of him. I called her the other night. Boy, I think I had the worst connection on a phone you possibly could have. And she was hollering on one end, and I was trying to understand on mine, and it it was hard to figure out what we were talking about. But, you know, it was amazing, even with everything that's on on her plate. She was saying, I I miss church, and I miss being around everybody. I know where I got to be. Strong woman to. Take on that. James has been slowly slipping <laughs> away, and we need to pray for him. We need to pray for Doris and the family as they go through this this season of their life. So, Jimmy, if you don't mind, would you lead us in prayer for James? Uh, not just him, but the sick in our church too. Eternal God, our Father, Master, we are
3: privileged to come before you again today. Father, we have so much to be thankful for. As we heard the song a few minutes ago, while you were on the cross, we were on your man. Father, we have the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's been given to us. Something that we don't deserve, but we're so thankful for it this morning. Thank the Lord for it. Jesus that came and walked among men and, and gave the example for us to follow. There, as he knew he was headed toward Talgoth, there to be offered up, lifted up, and offered up as a sacrifice for the sins of all mankind. What great love he had for humanity. Father, we come this morning, special prayer request to James, James father we pray that you would be with him i i pray this morning master that he's prepared for the hour that's coming because soon he'll be delivered of this fleshly body and go out going out into eternity to meet the lord And i pray father he's ready for that hour. father i pray for the loved ones that's left behind the ones that stood by him and has ministered to him in his sickness We pray a special blessing upon them, strengthen their bodies, both physically and spiritually, or just lift them up under burden with your love and your mercy this morning. Realizing, Father, that each one of us one day is going to face this same hour. And I pray, Master, that when that hour comes, we'll be able to look up and say, I'm ready to see Jesus. Father, I pray this morning for the sake of our church. Brother King's family has lost that husband, that father. or any family in our church has suffered death. Father, would you comfort him? We know that according to the word of God, that death has always brought sorrow. Even though we know that that departed one is going home to be with the Lord, it's still part of us. That wants to hold on to him and not give him up. Even when Lazarus died, Jesus, when he came, I believe that he wept when he heard the news of his pastor. And Father, death has always brought sorrow, but death is the door whereby we go out into eternity to meet our found children. And Father, I pray this morning by the mercies of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would comfort the hearts of these this morning. And Father, that you'd be with them in a special way as only you can. We have some in our church that's sick this morning, not able to be here, that would love to be here. Father, would you touch them? Would you heal their bodies? Father, grant them healing. Grant them the ability to come back to your house. Father, be with Steve this morning as he brings the message uh, to deliver to this people. Help us, Lord, to realize that we're going to stand in judgment of how we receive the word of God this morning. Father, we pray as we recognize Brother Nelson, Brother Aubrey Nelson here his family, the Lord, we pray a special blessing on them. Uh, Brother Aubrey was a man that was loved by everybody. He was a man that gave strength and courage to everybody that he was around. If there's ever been a man that loved the Lord, I believe he was that man. Father, we all miss him so much. But realize, Master, this morning, he's in a far better place than what we are. But just bless that family. Let them know we love we appreciate them. And we think about them in our prayers today. Go through this service, Father. If there's one here this morning, it's not prepared for that hour. May this be the day, the moment, that they come and surrender their heart and life to you. That they could be saved today. Before it's eternally too late. These things we only ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, Amen. Take your Bibles this morning. Turn to Matthew chapter two. Matthew chapter two. Last week, my my title, my sermon was "Gifts from a Savior." This is "Gifts to a Savior." Chapter two, starting in verse nine. It's about the wise. And you know, if you think the wise men, a, a, we we do the the story always at Christmas. It's a better right after Christmas because it didn't happen. As so many people think, you know, Jesus being born, here come the wise men, because all the only ones that was there was a the shepherd, but we'll get into that next week. So uh, don't want to get too far ahead. I, I had a, I've had a busy week, and as I've gotten things prepared for today, I started my sermon, and, and I also was working on uh, uh, the, my sermon for Brother King, and I've also got a wedding to do this coming week, next weekend. So I had to stop for a little bit because I was putting all of it together. And, and and it was just everything was running together. I'm like, Lord, I got I got to focus, and that's one of my issues I always have is focusing. You, know, I see a squirrel, I chase after it. So so y'all bear with me this morning. But as as gifts to the Savior, I got to thinking. I said, you know, here here are these wise men, they brought these gifts, and this time of the year, it, it seems sometimes we focus on gifts, on getting. I mean, if if you you got to get gifts for this one. you got to get gifts for that one. Isn't it amazing sometimes how we get so caught up in what we've got to get for people we forget what the true meaning of Christmas is about. Verse 9 through 11 it says, When they heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. When they come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened their treasures, they presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So when these wise men came, and as they were hunting for he who was born king of the Jews, and following and fulfilling prophecy, they brought their gifts. And the three gifts they brought, it's what I want to look at this morning. It's not that they came to him, they brought, it was the gifts that they brought. They brought gold. Why? Because he was going to be a king. That was a gift that was fit for a king. And, and then they brought frankincense. And, and what, what's so important about this frankincense? Because he's God. And then they brought myrrh. Because of his coming sacrifice. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, each one of these gifts were valuable, and each one of these gifts were, were wonderful, but could you imagine the look on Mary and Joseph's face as they, they brought out these gifts? Here's some gold, and they're probably, thinking, well, this will really help. But here's some frankincense. Well, it's a wonderful gift, and it's expensive, it's valuable, but what are we? I can just imagine Joseph going. I'm just a carpenter. What would I need with frankincense? That's that's for the priest. That's for those in worship. And yes, as the 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 father of my family, as the husband here, I I will lead the family in worship. But that is when we go to the temple, and then they bring out myrrh, a gift that is given or is used as. For death so I could just imagine them you know why these gifts and I got to thinking about it. I said you know is this time of year what gifts do we bring Jesus we get so worried and so caught up with with buying each other gifts that sometimes we forget who we should be getting the most important gift to, and that's Jesus And, and, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, I, me and Julie don't buy each other gifts. We, we determined that a long time ago. It, what, it started when we were always broke. We bought for the kids. And we, we didn't buy for nobody else. We got used to that. And so that's become just our normal. And we don't buy each other gifts. We enjoy getting our – now it's not the kids. Now it's the grandkids. Kids get pushed off to the side now. And it's all about the grandkids and the joy we see on their face and what we can do for other people and that's that's the the, mm-hmm. the joy of it you know how many of you remember when you getting the gift was the most important thing hopefully you're out of that now and it's more about what can I do for other people and as we think about this time of the year what's this time of the year focused on it should be focused on Jesus in your life it's amazing. We'll, we, we come to this, and it, it's we were talking back here right before service how how quick December is just disappearing. It's like last week we were all eating turkey, and now it's halfway through December. Where'd the rest of the time go? It's easy to lose priority over what we should be doing, and, and one of the things we should be worshiping our Lord and, and, and so I want to look at that first gift of gold and let me ask you a question, is Jesus the king of your life? A king would be one who who rules over you, who, who you, you give service to, who, who you pay homage to because he has control over your life. So the question is, do you allow him? Well, I mean, you think about a lot of say, Well, yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, my King, and blah, blah, blah. But is he really? Because the only way you can tell is how you act, how you how you portray yourself. If he's really the king of your life, then, then it ought to show in the things that you do. You know, you know do, you, do you bring him, do you, do you give those acts of service to him? You know, if you, know I, I, if, you ever, if you ever studied the love languages, one of the love languages is acts of service. And, and it's where you're showing love through the things that you do. At its core, it's an act of service about going out of your way to, to, to do something meaningful to help and support someone. So are you giving Jesus acts of service in your life? If he's really your Lord, you want to love him so that, that if he's your king, that that he you, you joyfully say, Lord, I'm going to serve you because you're the king of my life. I willingly do these things. And the question is, do you do them for you or do you do them for, for, for him? You know, the Bible tells us, Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, he says, whatsoever you do, do it hardly as to the Lord. He says, "Give it out. Give it everything you got." But the reason you're doing it is to is for the Lord. He says, "Not unto men, knowing that the Lord shall receive the you shall receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ." We do this because not because we're going to get something here, but when we get to heaven. You know the thing about this. How many of you have ever uh, uh, give somebody something? done something for somebody and then wanted everybody to know. You know, you, you see somebody hungry, you say, well, well, here, man, I, I bought this lunch for me, but here, you take it. You take it. You need it. But then right after, hey, everybody, look, I just fed this guy. He was starving to death, skin and bones, and of me he ate tonight. you know, help somebody. I remember a friend of mine, pastor. He was telling the story. He says there used to be this guy that, when they passed the offering plate, the plate went by, he was always digging for his wallet. And when the plate went by, he was still digging. And when the men started out towards the back to take the offering out towards the back, he would jump up and go, "Wait, wait! I finally got it out." and he would run to where they were and make sure everybody saw that he put his money in the plate. See, his act of service wasn't for saying, Lord, I, I'm honoring you with my tithe. I'm honoring you with my offering. I'm honoring you this way. No, it's look what I've done. See, if Jesus is your king, then when you honor him, you're not expecting everybody to come up pat you on the back. You're doing it from your heart. You're doing it with everything you got. Why? For the Lord. And you think about something, this time of the year, it's so easy to get caught up and say, well, I did this and I did that. You've got your reward here. And that goes to show you that Christ is not your king. You are. You're the one who it's all about. So when you give him acts of service, are you giving it to him? Are you trying to draw attention to yourself? If he's your king, then you're loyal to him. John said in 1 John chapter 5, verse 21, he said, little children, I always like how he, he put that, little children, keep yourself from idols. Amen. Short, simple sentence. And, and you think, you know, you got to be thankful. You got you to think about this. What's an idol? It's something that has your whole heart. And you, you you think we get caught up in things. you know it's bad when, when football becomes more important than Jesus or becomes more important you, or whatever it is that you do becomes more important than the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well I'm not an idol worshiper. Well are you is there something in your life more important than your king? You you think, Jesus himself warned us about this. He said in Luke chapter 16, verse 13, he said, No servant servant can serve two masters, for he will either hate one or love the other, or else he'll hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You say, "Well, that's not me. I, I, I balance everything else." But let me tell you, Satan can get you quickly with stuff that you like. Oh, well, I'm gonna and let me let me give you an example how it happens, and it, it, it's so easy. Well, I'm gonna take a little me time. anybody ever done that? A little me time. You tell me, my me time's eating, so I take a lot of me time. But when that and that's why food can become an idol when that's the only thing you concentrate on. Oh, I'm going to church Sunday. Why are you going to church Sunday? Because afterwards, we're going out to eat. What's more important? See, it's the little things. You might have a hobby. and say, well, I'm going to take a little time away from Bible study. I'm going to take a little time away from church to do this. It's not going to hurt nothing. But does it? When that little time becomes a little, a little more, a little more, a little more, more, then you find yourself, well, you know, I remember when I used to go to church. I remember when I used to read my Bible. I still love the Lord. What took its place? See, it's easy to start to despise one when you, you don't think about when you're trying to balance something you love and realize that you should be loving the King. So, so is he your king this morning? What kind of what kind of gift do you bring to your king? Next one is he your God? What gift do you bring? They brought frankincense. You know, frankincense was used for at the temple in the altar of incense, and it was one of the things that was there. It, it was the reminder of the the prayers and the praise that went up to the lord if, if he's your god do you give him a gift worthy of him will you do you praise him you say well, well we we did while ago i'm not asking about why you're here well i am going to ask you why you're here is your heart into what you're doing you say well i didn't like the songs." I didn't like that tempo. It does not matter about the music. It does not matter. It matters the condition of the heart of the one singing the song. See, that's the problem we got. We think, well, we're to be entertained. It is nothing about us. It should be all about Him. When you put Him first in your worship, your worship is worship instead of entertainment. We get caught up in we wanting to be entertained. So when you come, did you bless the Lord? As the psalmist said in Psalms 34 verse 1, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. You see, there's a difference in this coming and singing along and then truly singing to him. Our praise should be something that is all about him. You say, David said in Psalms 50, verse 15, he says, Oh, Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth praise. You ever thought about something? What if God took your voice away? Anybody ever hear, had that happen before? You know, and, 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 and you know, and, and don't say, well, I was glad when he took my wife's voice away. It was the most peaceful night I had. No, I'm talking about when you can't speak. When you can't do anything. You, you, you think about something. There are people who've been gifted with the ability to praise the Lord in song. I'll share something with you. You can lose that gift. You can lose the gift of teaching. You can lose whatever gift it is that you praise the Lord with if you don't use it. So you got to be careful. When you're, how's the heart? Because if he's your, if he's your God, if he's your Lord and Savior, then then it ought to be coming forth out of our mouth. As, as David said, open my mouth and I can show forth praise. Lord, help me to show forth praises. Help me to do it. It don't matter if you can sing. It don't matter if you can carry a tune in a bucket. Sing with your whole heart. Amen. Amen. I many people around you start to move while you're singing, sing louder. See, that's a movement of the Holy Spirit. I'm waking them up. Get excited about it. If we sing like we really meant Jesus Christ, when we sang songs a while ago, it ought to shook the ceiling, amen? The chandeliers ought to be swaying back and forth because we ought to be behind what we're doing. But we're this. Well, I hate to tell you this. When you get to heaven, you ain't going to want to sit there, Amen? Yeah, I can just see it now. You know, hey, y'all be quiet. There's a room over there for the Baptists. We got them sitting down over there. Every once in a while, one of them will raise their hand. They snatch him out quick. Worship should come from the heart. Don't worry what people around you say. You get that one, raise your hand, you raise your hand. Holy Spirit gets hold of you and you need to get an altar. Don't worry if we're singing. Don't worry if I'm preaching. Don't worry about what's going on. Get in the altar, amen? Follow what the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, there's been times I wished I would have followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit, but in my stubborn self, I missed a blessing because I didn't do it. I should have been somewhere. I should have said, when the Lord said, turn here, go here, I should have done it. But no, see, well, I'll do it later. Let me tell you something about later. Later never comes. When He's trying to get you to do something right then, you do it right then. I, I, well, our problem is, is that we don't want to show forth praise. Let me tell you, anytime if God tells you to raise your hand, say amen. If He tells you stand up, and give your testimony, you are praising the Lord. Amen. It's not just when you're our, I think our problem is, is we got the idea the only way you can show forth praise is to sing. Well, I can guarantee you that ain't true because a lot of us can't sing. We make a joyful noise. The Bible said do that, amen? But I mean, we just say, well, well, I ain't got nothing to contribute. Well, let me tell you, that's the problem. You've got a condition of the heart that you don't have Jesus as your God, as your Lord, because there's something wrong. Let me tell you something. We tend to praise our true God. The easiest way to know it is this. What comes out of your mouth the most? Here is going to come out here. So if, if what's coming out is, is condemnation, if what's coming out is gossip, if what's coming out is hatred and vile and words like that, what's your one true God? More than likely, it's yourself. Because when we think of ourselves, the only thing we think of. We become selfish. We become, we're the only thing that we see. Your God's who you follow. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalms 40, verse 8 through 11. He says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I do not refrain my lips, O Lord; thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness, that thou truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness, thy truth, continually preserve me. He said, Lord, I didn't, I didn't become an undercover Christian. I spoke up. I told people about your loving kindness. I told people about the things that I should do. Oh, David could say, as he said this, he could probably say, Hey, I messed up God. You know it, but that ain't going to stop me from praising you. What's in your heart should come out and come forth. I mean, how many of you talk more about everything else but Jesus? I get guilty of that. Every one of us do. Well, sometimes we, we forget who our true Lord is. We need to give the gift of, of praise and quit hiding in the bushes. Like, like you know, you know, we all mess up. We all sin. Think about like Adam in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. It says, when the Lord called unto Adam, he said, where are thou? And, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because uh, I was naked and I hid myself. And then what do you do that? That woman you gave me caused me to do this. You ever think about that? that that's our problem. We, we we know we're go ahead go ahead and tell everybody, just so you look at that person beside you, know that they're the same as you. We're all sinners. Every one of us. There are no perfect people in here. If there was, we wouldn't have needed Jesus, but guess what? We needed him. As, Dave, as Paul said, he was the chief sinner. You look at his life, man, he was pretty good shape. And I'm thinking, well, Paul, you didn't ever meet me. But guess what? Jesus came to become the God, the Lord of your life because he loves you. Do you give them the gift of prayer? How many of you have a serious prayer time? Listen to this verse. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You realize that's what that that said? He said, you, 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 me, all of us can come boldly to the Lord. We don't have to go through an individual. We don't have to sacrifice an animal. We can come straight to the source. Through Jesus Christ, we have that ability. Through our Lord, we have that ability to come straight to the throne and say, Lord, I got a problem. I need some help. I've got a burden. No matter what it is, you can come straight to the Lord. But do we do it? You realize how precious your prayers are. In Revelation chapter 8 verse 4 says this, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Your prayers ascend up to the Lord. He hears them. They're precious to Him. Do you realize that? How, many, how long do you spend in conversation with Him? Yeah, you, you, you know, sometimes I think, we, we, we're like microwave popcorn, and, and that's how we pray. Put a little heat to us, and pop, 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 pop. We'll pray, 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 pray. There's always those kernels that never pop. So there's always those prayers you never say unless there's some heat in your life you don't have to have the heat you can come any time you know it's like paul said you know we we, we sometimes we, we, we don't we take for granted the ability to communicate paul told timothy he said first timothy chapter 2 verse 8 he says i will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting could you imagine what a beautiful gift it would be to the Lord if we all came and just prayed this morning? Said, Lord, I just I just got to spend some time with you. I I might not have no burdens, I might not have any problems, but Lord, I need you. Maybe what it is is you need to say, Lord, I I just I just need to 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 come and get closer to you because I'm not where I need. This Christmas doesn't have the the feeling that it needs. And it's not God, it's you. You see, because you've forgotten the most important gift, that gift of, of of myrrh that they brought. That sacrifice that was made for you. That Jesus left heaven and he came down to a manger. He did that so that it shows that everybody can come to him. He sin- lived a sinless life and then... Died on a cross because of us, because of you, because of me, because we're sinners. And The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death, and God says, I'll pay it. Jesus says, I'll do it because I love them. They're going to deny me. They're going to act like I'm not important, but I'm going to still do it. I want everybody to know that I love them, and I want everybody to spend eternity with me. And the choice is theirs. He said, I'm going to make it so easy. As Paul told us in Romans 10, 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You can say it, but you got to believe it. Let me ask you a question. In the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, Is it the most important thing in your life? Do you realize he gave himself so that we could be redeemed? I want to share one last verse with you. Titus chapter 2 verse 14. Paul wrote Titus, he said, who gave himself, talking about Jesus, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. So it tells us basically that we are obligated to be pure. We're obligated to work. We're obligated to be as close to him as I, we can be. What gifts do you have for Jesus this year? What do you have? What, what, what are you giving him? How zealous have you become? Or maybe you're stuck in a rut and you need to come back. You want to talk about a wonderful gift? Get close to Jesus this Christmas and realize what Christmas is all about again. For too many of us, we have forgotten about the babe in the manger, that he grew up and he sacrificed all for you and for me. It's time to enjoy the gift of Christmas by giving back to the one who loves you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Only Father, as we come to you this morning, Lord, as we boldly approach the throne of grace, Father, there are those who, who need to. They need to pray to you again. They just need to come to the altar and they stand or kneel and just, and just, just talk to you again. There's some that need to come and dedicate their hearts back to you. Father, there might be some that are that are watching us that don't know you. Lord, they need to confess with their mouth that you're their Savior. Lord, there might be some here that don't know you. There could be some that are here or some that are watching us that, that they just need to quit worshiping other things. And come back, Father. I pray that people will 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 give up the that you this morning, Lord. Have your way in this invitation. In the Lord's name, I pray. Amen. As you stand your feet, as we're gonna sing, page one thirteen. One thirteen. As we sing, you obey the Holy Spirit this morning. At three o'clock, uh breaking dish by stop by the church, dropping off downstairs before three o'clock if you can. Uh so we're uh, we're going in with grace to feed the family. They're providing meat. We're gonna provide all, all the rest of the stuff. So be sure you bring that by. Keep the King family in your prayers as they go through this and, and remember them and, and remember James and Doris and what they're facing this week. Many of you have been there before, so you know what what they're going through. So y'all pray for them and remember them during this time. I pray you have a wonderful, and blessed week. The Lord just, just fills you with his spirit. You remember, hey, it's time to give Jesus a gift. Amen. It's time to give him something. Robert, would you close us in prayer this morning?